Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. So I've just finished my conversation with Lainey Crow, CEO and founder of clean, sustainable makeup brand Say, and what an inspirational journey from her corporate career to now launching in the makeup sections of Sephora. This is a story you don't want to miss. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Founded Beauty, a podcast dedicated to beauty entrepreneurs who built some of the biggest brands today and where we can learn exactly how they did it. We'll cover some of the more intimate stories and their path to success and how they overcame the obstacles along the way. I'm Akash Mehta, CEO and co-founder of Fable in Maine, a modern hair wellness brand inspired by ancient Indian beauty secrets. Building Fable in Maine has been an incredible journey so far, and I decided to just podcast as a founder, keen to learn and connect with fellow founders of beauty brands across the globe. I believe in collaboration over competition And so I'm using this platform as a way to inspire and hopefully help each other in what can be quite a tough and lonely journey. So if you're a founder or simply just curious to know how people build beauty brands, this podcast is perfect for you. So without further ado, it's my delight to introduce you to our guest speaker. She is a serial entrepreneur, founder and CEO of Say, an omni-channel beauty brand aimed at making beauty better. And for those who don't know, Say is clean, sustainable, and it's effective yet affordable. And Harper's Bazaar recently said it's the clean beauty brand you're about to see everywhere. So without further ado, please welcome Lainey Crowell. Hi Lainey, thank you so much for being on here and I'm so excited to be speaking with you. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to be here. I can't stop smiling. (laughs) Well, I guess, yeah, there's so much we're gonna talk today. Um, I think the first and most foremost, which I think is the most obvious question to ask, but I have to say it is, who are you? Who is Lainey? And tell us really briefly how Save began. Ooh, I mean, I think everything I've done has led up to Say, so it's hard to make it brief. But like you, I have a corporate background. So after working in magazines, I was at Elle, I was at Lucky, I went in-house at Estee Lauder because I love beauty. I've always loved beauty. I remember being 10 years old and buying my first Allure magazine and I can still see the cover. It was a big moment. Um, I went to Estee Lauder and it was incredible. I, you, you and I have had really similar career paths and I was at Estee Lauder starting their influencer marketing, created all their social media channels. And it was fantastic. It was like getting my MBA. I was there for five years. I had really incredible mentors and bosses. And while I was there, a couple things happened. 
one, I myself started not feeling well and it's hard to really explain unless it's happening to you, but you know, you're tired, you're lethargic, you're unhappy. And I dove into the world of wellness before wellness was a thing um, or a word that people were using all the time. I was teaching myself about nutrition and I was started to meditate. And I think the really natural progression there is that you start thinking about what you're putting on your body in the same way you're thinking about what you're putting in your body. And then simultaneously, I was a little disappointed in what I was finding at Estee Lauder in the way that they were communicating, the way that the, they were producing their products. It didn't feel like it was serving their consumer, particularly women, in the way that I wanted to be inspired. You know, Estee Lauder is a company that was founded by a woman. It, her story is incredibly inspirational. When you get to Estee Lauder, you're given her book, her biography, and I still think about it all the time. You know, she was doing guerrilla marketing, social media before, you know, it was, she, she's so um, fantastic as a founder, you know, speaking of founders. And I wasn't feeling that working there anymore. I didn't feel like it was a company geared towards supporting women in that way. And so I left with this really big idea of beauty being better. And I didn't know how that was going to materialize, but it was just an overwhelming feeling that I, I knew I had to answer in some way. And I started a blog. It was called The Moment. And it was about that conversation. I actually interviewed a ton of founders. It's how I got to know so many of the founders in the community. Um, but we talked about everything on there. But the one thing that happened was because of my background in magazines and because I lived in New York and my network, brands started sending me product to review from the day I launched. And I would get 10, 20 boxes a day of product. And so I had to create a beauty closet in my apartment and it was underneath my TV. I had shelves and bins and each one had a little label on it. And one night I was going out to dinner. And I went to go get some makeup and there wasn't any. All of the other bins were overflowing. Hair, ingestibles, um, body, skincare, and the makeup bin was empty. And I, it was such a visual moment for me and it was so, it was, it was an aha moment. And for me, makeup has always been my love, the, the fun part about beauty. And so I went on Instagram and started asking my community questions of like, hey, what would you make if you could make something? What works? What doesn't work? What brands do you love? And we stayed up till two o'clock in the morning chatting, just myself in the community. It's where the name of my brand comes from, say, from my community saying what they wanted. And they quite directly created the brand in the sense that they said that night what they wanted. Um, they wanted products that perform. That's where all of our expertise from Estee Lauder comes in. They wanted products that um, were affordable. I had not realized the how expensive clean makeup was or clean beauty in general because I'd been getting it sent to me for free. Um, and then lastly, they wanted a brand that felt really cool. You know, I have a background in fashion. My creative director, um, has incredible style. So we really infused that into the brand 
on every element. We want the brand to feel just like you're buying Dior or Chanel or any of those brands that get you excited. So yeah, that's, I hope that was short enough. That, that was, I mean, a, so inspiring and definitely on a personal note, I can relate to a lot of the stuff working in big conglomerates. I know the struggle and I know it sort of is like a ticking time bomb where you're like, you know, when is the time to leave? And it's very comfortable being in there, but and scary to leave and start your own venture. But I think you said very rightly, you saw a huge gap in the market and you didn't look back and you went forward. And I think that's incredible. And also just going to your products, like 100%, like the quality of what you've created, I have it here. I wish you guys can all definitely go try it out, say, but it's, it's phenomenal. It's really, you can tell a lot of thought has gone in, but we'll go into that in a bit later. I do want to touch on just the beginning part of your journey when you said, you know, you started in the corporate world in estate order companies, for example. Did you have those inner demons telling you, okay, I feel this way, but there's a risk of leaving. There's a risk, there's a comfort in having a corporate sustainable job. What made you really, what was that day like when you're like, enough is enough, I quit, so I leave? I can think of a few moments and I'll actually speak to all of them. I have to preface it in the fact that, you know, I, I'm not single. So I did have that benefit of having dual income, which I think is obviously extremely important in, in the, that decision factor. Okay, so... One, I was sitting at a table in a boardroom and I got an email on my phone and it was another job announcement. And, you know, they send out these corporate, these company-wide announcements of people getting promoted to, to the more senior levels. It felt like the 10th email I had gotten about a white man getting promoted, just to make it really blunt. Yeah, no. <laughs> and I, I said, I, I said something out loud and the creative director, who's a man I, I really admired, he said he said something along the lines of like, well, don't hold your breath for you getting promoted. And I don't think he meant it in terms of any reflection of me. I think he meant it in terms of like, this is what corporate world is. That was a, a big moment for me in terms of like, okay, this is what it is. And I don't know if I'm up for being the person to stick around for 10, 15 years to get that promotion or to try to change it. I, I, I don't I don't have the energy to be changing this corporation. I don't think that's the best way in which I am of service. Another moment was when someone was making a presentation and they kept printing the paper and they were printing out every page over and over and over again. And I said something like, you know, do you ever think about the impact you're having by with printing all this paper? And the person who was like a senior executive was like, well, when it comes to the business, I don't. And I just, it's so fundamentally what I, I disagree with. I don't believe in that. I'm, I'm so focused on the environment, on our future, on the health of our planet. And it was just ingrained in every level. There was no thought to the planet or sustainability. All that mattered was the profits. And I understand now as a new business, how difficult it is to put sustainability first and to think about our planet first because it's more expensive. And that's something that as a big, huge corporation that's public, they can't be making more expensive decisions. They have a board and stockholders to answer to, and they need to be more profitable. And sadly, 
being more sustainable is more expensive. I think there's so much our government could be doing to make it be a more attractive choice for companies to make. But in the meantime, that was a, a big moment for me where I just was like, okay, this is not my place. I don't fit in here in a way. Honestly, like everything you're saying, I can relate to. I'm sure many people will relate to that. I think, you know, we're not saying that corporate world, um, of course, there are a lot of ups to it. And it's not always like this. But fortunately, a lot of these situations still exist today. And I feel some people are, you know, are kind of stuck and they don't know if other people are experiencing similar things. Um, and, you know, I've been in situations where, it was sort of like a number game of like, oh, you know, wait until five years before a promotion. And it was never like, but well, what about if I do a really good job? What if I'm, you know, more than just a number? What if it's my ability as, as me, originally? And it's very hard sometimes to feel recognized in that way. So I understand exactly what you probably went through, um, especially if you worked in the same companies as well. So that kind of definitely does exist, unfortunately. I I also think I, I there are people who are naturally entrepreneurs, and when you have that really entrepreneurial spirit, which I've had my entire life, I was born this way. Um, yeah, you know that's that's why the corporations love you. You know they want they're desperate for that talent and that energy and that passion and that way of thinking, um, but they're not built to support that. And that, that's why you're a little bit of a, a round, what's that saying? A round peg in a square hole. Yeah. Um, or maybe it's opposite. But, you know, that, that's naturally what happens. Simultaneously, I learned so much working there. It was, and, and, and I really view us, let's say, bringing big beauty expertise to clean and why our formulas are so incredible and our packaging so beautiful and every detail um, focused on is because of that experience and that background. Definitely. No, you can tell. I think going on to that, as you rightly said, is you you, you created the moment. Um, you know, you had definitely a period of time where you were also reviewing products and then you saw that aha moment of the, the, the beauty space, especially in the makeup, as you were saying. What was that journey then? Go get, go a bit more deeper into that. So how did you start, say? Sure. I You know, I don't know if you feel the same way, but Starting a brand is so much work and so much goes into it. You know, every day matters and it's almost hard to remember. It's it's a little bit like being a mom, like you forget about how hard pregnancy and birth and everything is. Um, and that's why you end up doing it again. But, you know, it was really baby steps. I was actually pregnant when I had that conversation on Instagram. And so I waited until... Isabella was maybe six months old until I was like, okay, I'm going to start it. And actually I found my journal and it was on my due date that I wrote in my journal. I'm going to start working on my business plan over those six months where, you know, I, I wasn't necessarily typing anything into my computer, but when you have a newborn, you have a lot of time sitting and thinking, walking, um, middle of the night, you're up a lot of time to think. And I spent that time thinking, crafting, visualizing, and strategizing, you know, who was I going to hire? Um, so when I decided to kind of turn the switch on and, and go for it, I knew exactly who I was going to call, the next steps I was going to take. And 
So from that point on, it was really um, intense and quick. I interviewed branding agencies. I had three that I knew I wanted to work with. And I think like everything, um, you think you know what you want, and then it leads it leads you to the right place. So I didn't end up working with those three, but I then you know had conversations that got me to the right agency, uh, right group and talent. Um, I knew that the team I wanted to hire. So I made those phone calls and then I started diving into fundraising. And that was the one part that was super new to me. Um, the rest of it, I had a lot of experience with, but fundraising, I don't know if you, did you do fundraising? I knew that I wanted this brand to be big and I knew for it to be at the level I wanted it to be with, you know, really that big beauty, clean intersection. Um, I needed the funding. So I made a list of people who I was going to speak to. I think the list had one or two people on it. <laughs> I didn't know anyone uh, who to speak with, but I called those people. They introduced me to other people who introduced me to more people. And that process took about three months of really intense every day, pushing forward, asking for introductions, having calls, making my pitch, um, working. I, you know, I had created my pitch deck before that. Um, but after every call, you have to refine your pitch deck. And so that was about a three month process until we got our lead investor, um, which is Unilever Ventures in London with you. And um, they were our lead investor on our pre-seed and our seed round. Fantastic. I mean, uh, you know more than anyone. You studied mathematical economics, right? Um, At college. Uh, I think you know how math is so important in finance. When building a brand, I mean, if you, if you, I always say, if you can afford to hire a CFO early on in your business, it's very hard, but if you can, it's so important because fundraising, numbers, that is, you know, as much as a great idea is important. Without that, it really is hard to like launch it and become sustainably, you know, successful. Um, so did you ever feel like that was a big asset that you had, that kind of numbers background? And did you end up doing it all yourself, like your own? kind of number crunching and deciding on what investment was needed? I think that it allows me to understand things quicker than other people, but I definitely needed people with real experience in finance and projections. And I agree with you. It's a really important role. And uh, Tina Gu, who worked at Estee Lauder as well, she came on and helped me craft the the company projections and model and everything. Um, I could not have done that myself. No. So, so you got, the, you got the funding and then, um, and then with an amazing Unilever Ventures. And then did you have already in mind the products that you wanted to create? Like what was your first hero? And yeah, what was your journey of product creation? Okay. So on that Instagram conversation, my community said mascara, mascara, mascara. So we were actually going to launch with just mascara. That's how good our mascara was. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we worked on that product for two years and I mean, it's the most incredible formula. It is a hundred percent natural and naturally derived ingredients, but it does not move. I have people telling me all the time that it has replaced their Dior show, which is like the number one mascara at Sephora. And so, you know, what better praise can you get that your clean natural product has replaced somebody's traditional product? 
that was my big idea. And my investors at Unilever were like, yeah, that doesn't really make sense. Like you need more products for people to add to their cart to get the free shipping. And I was like, okay, that's, good point. Um, and so we decided to pull up the launch of our other products because we're going to, we still do hero launches, but we decided to launch with our two minute makeup, which is everything you need to get ready in two minutes really, really quickly. Everything at say is so easy and quick, which is something that I really believe in, in terms of your time, your life, um, and what resonates no, definitely. I, mean, I, I have to be honest. I remember because uh, uh, when I worked at Dior, um, definitely I remember seeing Say Mascara in a few presentations. So um, <laughs> really? I can understand why. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I can understand why it's done so well because it was, it's, it's honestly, it seems like a community loved product. And that's what, in the day, styles the most. You can do all the social media influencers, et cetera. But what the community tries and tests and love goes far beyond anything. So kudos to that um but you know like just that community question i think what was it like how did you as a founder you know as laney get involved in really nurturing that community as you launched the brand and you know started building it i mean up until like maybe a few weeks ago until our community just got too big and i couldn't handle it myself i managed our instagram personally so you know every dm i read every comment i replied to everybody I really wanted to be doing it myself. I still want to be doing it myself. Um, it's just gotten so busy that I need some help, but it's, it's just, there's no better way to connect with consumers. And it's what made me fall in love with social media from the very beginning was, was like, Oh my God, this is frictionless communication. I can hear immediately. There's no barrier between ourselves as the brand. And, you know, we really think of ourselves as just, the team, um, and our, our community. I did a, a mentoring session with someone. I don't know if you saw a little while ago, this, uh, 2 million mentor minutes pledged and, uh, we, we did it. I did it. Um, I just had my first session today with this incredible entrepreneur, um, who's 24. She founded a, a, her own cut business and, I told her, she was like, how do you find the people, the influencers that you work with? And I was like, I spend hours on Instagram um, looking at people, their profiles, yep. their engagement rates, messaging them myself personally. And she was like, oh, you do that? And I was like, yeah, I do that myself in bed at 10 o'clock at night after I put my kids to bed. You know, it's, it is very personal. And to me, these are real, true interactions that... I'm so grateful for all beauty founders out there will really relate to that because it's probably one of the most gratifying moments is being a hands-on and even as you, you your business grows you very rarely will you want to not have access to your social media because you want to see it daily and see what people are posting and even the good and the bad right because the bad is where you learn and grow as well sometimes the harsh critiques and the reviews are what we need have you had some like kind of not so positive reviews that you've had to, you know, take in? Yeah. I mean, what brand hasn't? Yeah. We've definitely had those moments. And I actually in emailed somebody, uh, myself after getting a review that I thought was really thought it was, it was hard to hear, but I thought it was really, really thoughtful. And I emailed the person cause their email address was in their handle. And we now have a really nice relationship. 
Um, and I think she'll always be someone who is outspoken and, and tells it how it is, but, um, you know, being able to email with her was, was really important to me. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I think I think as well for anyone who's listening and you get those emails I think sometimes handling it yourself for someone is I would say one of the best ways to do it and it also can help maybe change your mind but also if not your own mind too so I think that's really good advice as well I'm going to start doing that I personally I'm really bad at it I get like very panic attacky like I get my heart starts racing and I'm like oh god something I don't want to read it, but you have to, you have to um, really listen because yes, there are people who might just want to say things for the sake of saying things, but there is also sometimes truth in that too. I'm the same way. I take it really personal. Everyone who's a brand founder puts their heart and soul into their company. It is your baby. I say all the time, I have three children, um, you know, say being one of them. And so those critical moments are so upsetting. And I think, I don't remember why I wanted to bring this up again. I think I just wanted to tell you that I, yeah. I feel the same way. Um, it's, it's really emotional. And, and I don't think people think of a brand as a person, whereas as an indie brand, as a founder, you are that real person who's reading it and feeling it and experiencing it. But yeah, I feel the same way. It's, it's, it's always a moment for sure. I think the hard part as well as I'm sure you can relate is a lot of people who write feedback. It's often sadly the most, the negative ones people are writing about. Uh, I, I really wish people would, I mean, people do, but you, often that's why you have reviews. It's when you had sometimes a, a bad experience, right? So um, as much as uh, it is difficult to read, um, 
I think, yeah, I completely understand what you're saying. It, it's, there is a, it's your baby and it's hard to swallow sometimes. I actually had a moment the other day with my team because I sent an email out to our top customers and just to let them know that I appreciate them so much and wanted to open up the conversation to hearing how they're feeling about things. And my team took all of the answers <laughs> and sent me only the critical ones. They didn't send me any of the good ones. And so I read them all and, um, you know, I said to them, okay, that was kind of hard to read. And they were like, oh yeah, but you know, you should also think about all of this. And I was like, you didn't send me the ones about the people who, you know, have skin disorders and haven't been able to wear makeup for 10 years until they discovered say, and, um, the people who had actually skin problems who the safe products fixed. And there was all these really, really beautiful stories. So to your point, it, it is really important to remember that the good stories aren't always shared. And they're definitely welcomed if people to share yeah. them. <laughs> we'll be glad to, to, to get them. <laughs> I actually want to touch on the pandemic. So obviously this has been something that's really affected in sometimes some ways a positive way but also in a negative way beauty brands today so i want to know how has it affected your company and how have you been agile to work around it okay so that's the interesting thing about say right we've only existed during covid so we launched at the very end exactly. of 2019 um so there was like two or three months there where things were great. We were in LA. We had, we did a, we created the say cafe. It was so cool. And then COVID hit. And so we've only existed, um, for the most part during COVID. So it's really all I know. Um, and I think it's made us so strong in that sense because we've had to work so much harder for things. I think it's going to feel like we are um, flying when things really open up because, you know, we've only known this feeling of kind of walking through mud. I have not met most of the people on our team. We have grown so quickly. It's such a blessing. Um, and we've had to hire some really incredible people who I've never met in person. So I'm really excited for that time when we get to all be together. And I, that's definitely what I miss the most is that creative spirit that happens when you're in a room and you're sitting there and you're like, oh, I have this idea. And you say it out loud and the person across the table builds on it. And the person who um, works next to you has nothing to do with what you're doing, but knows somebody who knows that, you know, and like, it just can, um, bubble up into this incredible idea and that it takes longer now. And I, I'm, I'm ready for, for that to be over. I think we're going to obviously after this podcast catch up a lot because I feel we're at the same journey because again, Fable and Main launched during the pandemic and uh, through my consulting work and my age, that's when I came across you in a presentation with say with the Dior um, kind of benchmarks. And I was like, how long has this brand been around? And I was like, no way, this is not, this is not, a new brand like us like this is incredible how much your brand has grown and how big it's gotten so um yeah you've definitely done an incredible job but i feel you uh i've hired people in america i haven't even seen our products in store so <gasps> definitely when things are getting back to normal it's so important i just got goosebumps because it is 
the best moment. I finally got to go and see our products in store. And I was like the last person at say to get to go do it. And I drove into the city and I was by myself, which doesn't happen very often. And it was really emotional. I'm like going to cry thinking about it because you put so much work into launching at Sephora and getting to see it in real life, especially with that delay, all of that hard work comes up and you kind of process it for the first time and it feels real for the first time. And you go in store and you introduce yourself to the cast members and they're so excited to meet you. And you're like, you know, taking pictures next to your products and they're getting you're being told that there's no products and, you know, no photos in store, but then you tell them who you are and they're, they're just so excited for you. And, um, it's so awesome. I can't wait for that moment for you. Yeah. I am counting the days. And so, I mean, you're obviously at Sephora. So what, isn't it being just a dream retailer? Like what's the journey been like with Sephora? Incredible. I, I love the team there so much. It really feels like they are part of our brand now, which is so cool. It's like just this extension of our, of us. I feel so grateful for that. And it honestly feels like I just met some really cool new friends. It's also really nice coming from a big company, getting to work with a big company because you speak the same language. It's the same way I feel about getting to work with Unilever Ventures. It's, we have the same vocabulary. We have the same experiences. We think in the same way, um, which is a really smart and a really big way. So in that sense, it's really nice. And the communication is just fantastic. There's no other way to say it. it's just such a privilege. Um, it's truly like a dream come true. Yeah. I know. I know the feeling. It's, I mean, it's the, it's the best partner and retailer. And I think when you go to, when I go to the stores, but I know you've been to the stores, just the, the, they're the heroes, the people, you know, selling the products and loving and knowing your products. It's the best feeling to become friends with them and, and get to know them as well. That was, so, that was, yeah, those are the words understand. I used the day that we launched. I emailed the Sephora team and I just said, you know, my, our, my dream came true. Thank you. <laughs> Cause it does, it feels like a dream. But I want to get a bit more about you personally. Um, but before I do, I want to end the brand side of conversations and um, give a little quick fun question. So okay, now things are opening up. Travels are reopening, hopefully soon. But um, TSA has got stricter restrictions and only allow you to take one beauty product. So what one beauty product is your go-to from your brand? I think I know the answer, but I would love to know what you think. Oh my gosh, this is such a hard question. I, I'm going to have to say slip tint. It's so moisturizing. Okay. It gives you that beautiful coverage, uh, which, I, which I need. Um, and it has... Uh, 100% mineral SPF. So you're also getting that skin, that sun protection. So I'm going to have to go with, with slip tint. Well, there you go, everyone. It's a little, pa it's a little Mia, painful for me to say that because I'm like, I don't know, <laughs> mascara, glowy super but gel. But if I'm on a plane, it's probably a uh, liquid lip balm. So <laughs> you can probably get a few people to carry your product. So let's just say all of that. Yeah. So that's all good. <laughs> but so I, I know you talk a lot about your morning routine. So kind of switching conversations to you more personally, um, how does your morning routine affect you and how does it like set you up for success and what exactly do you do? Well, mornings look a little bit different day to day because I have a, she's not really a newborn anymore. She's nine months, but I do have a little baby, um, in addition to our, my toddler. So the mornings are, are pretty busy, but 
I have a couple things that I do no matter what to set my day up right. And then I have some bonus things that uh, really help, which I try to do after I've gotten the kids all set up. So no matter what, I drink an entire 24 ounces of water with lemon. And it makes me feel fantastic for the whole day. It just sets me up being, I think hydration is like just number one in terms of energy and overall vitality. So, and it's such an easy thing to do, right? There's nothing difficult about drinking a ton of water and, um, and I drink a ton of water. So I probably drink 10 of these a day. And then after I get the kids ready, uh, yoga and meditation for sure. Those are the most grounding set myself up. It's amazing how it's almost like things are in slow motion after you've set yourself up in that way where problems come at you and it's like the matrix and you can just swipe them away and verse the days where I don't get that. And it's just, I'm always playing catch up and I'm reacting and, um, there's, there's much less grace. I mean, yeah. Yoga meditation for me is, I think daily paramount. If if I don't do it, I don't feel my day is, set up for success because it hasn't really my brain my mind isn't fully you know at ease so I feel it's so important definitely and then um in terms of uh your sort of personal like what what other things do people not necessarily know about you but you love to do within your day like what's your hobbies or anything that kind of takes you away from work for a while I mean snuggling with my babies that's that's my favorite thing in the whole world. And it just immediately puts you in the moment. And there are times where I'm like, oh, I wish I could just work 24 hours and not have to pause or break or anything. Um, And I get a little jealous of thinking about like, oh, um, if I didn't have these responsibilities, I could just be like um, other entrepreneurs and work all day, all weekend, or, or, or have moments to recuperate, right? Like I talk to my team and they're like, oh yeah, I'm going to binge some TV and get takeout and sleep in. And I'm like, oh man, I haven't done that in like four years. (laughs) That sounds awesome. I'm so jealous. Um, but the benefit to, to having my girls is just to really makes me present and it makes me incredibly efficient with my time. I am so grateful for the nine to six where I get to focus on work. And obviously there are those moments in the day where I see them, but I am not dilly dallying. I am in the zone. I am, um, a killer. (laughs) It's like, I, I'm bam, bam, bam. Um, knowing that my day is going to stop and, um, well, I, I don't think I'm actually answering your question. Okay, let me get back to that. Okay, my hobbies. Good question. Um, exercise. I love to move. I If I do have a second or a call or anything I can do while I'm exercising, I'm, um, I'm getting that movement in because movement really is my medicine. Love that. I think for you, also, I think the corporate experience has really helped to understand the importance of a healthy routine and setting certain boundaries on things, but allowing you to still enjoy life and do everything. So I think it's so important. And that's how you've been so successful, juggling everything you're doing, which at first when I read your your CV online, I was like, 
how does one person do all of this? But now hearing you, I'm like, aha, okay, yoga, meditation, mindfulness, eating healthy, working out, it all makes sense. So I think everyone can take a lot of notes from you, Lainey. Um, I don't drink really. Um, I, I definitely go to bed early. So I guess that's a little bit where the, my hobby of movement comes in. I played sports my whole life. I played everything growing up. I did soccer, but really quickly discovered that swimming was what was my, where my talent lied. I love being in the water. I'm actually, um, I'm a water sign. It's, it's so peaceful being in the water. Um, and so anyways, that was my sport and I was a swimmer. And then I did water polo. And when I moved to California, I moved around a lot growing up and, you know, sports were such an integral part, I think, in who I became, but also in my work ethic. And, you know, my, my parents did not let me quit. Mm -mm. Like once I signed up for that sport, I was finishing that season and I was going to every single practice and I was going to every single game. And there were moments that that was really hard. I was on one particular water polo team that was like a club team. And everybody on that team had been playing together since they were really young. I had not. We 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 had just moved there. Um, I wasn't as good as at them because I took up the sport late, and I was pretty bullied actually. Like they were they were not nice. Um, and it was three hours of practice a day in the summertime. I was at every single practice. I did not miss one. I was not late. I. I did not take a sick day, nothing, five days a week, and every weekend I was at a tournament. And at the end of that summer, we qualified for the Junior Olympics. And the coach was only able to take 12 players, and there was like 25 on the club team. And I got to go, because not because I was the best, I was not, um, but because I had put that dedication in and that was a really important lesson for me in terms of everything that I do. Um, and so still now, you know, I move every single day, whether that's, a, you know, an hour walk or a 20 minute run or 20 minutes of yoga, but I, I do move every day. I didn't know that about you. That's amazing. I mean, going back to you, are you, what, what is that? Are you Aquarius? Um, so I'm actually on the cusp between Libra and Scorpio, October 23rd. Okay. I'm a water, I'm Aquarius. So I understand the water connection. Um, my last, my, before we go into, I think the, the quick fire round, I, I do want to ask you a question about um, what advice would you give to your younger self? And I think in turn, any aspiring entrepreneurs out there, you know, I just had that mentoring session today. And I think that if I had to give one piece of advice, it would be about the, the perseverance, you know, a great idea is, is really nice. I think there's lots of really great ideas. Picking yourself up more than the next person is what's going to lead to your success. You know, can you get up again and again and again when you're, you know, not having success and when something's difficult that's what is the most important thing I think that's amazing I've actually taken a lot of mental notes during this and 
uh, I think you've also inspired me to to go back into the water. I mean, well, obviously when things open up with COVID, et cetera, but I really miss Thanks. swimming and hearing that is, um, yeah, made me want to it's, go swim. It's like meditation. It, it, it truly is. You, you just get, I mean, in the ocean, it was obviously where I preferred to be. Uh, unfortunately, in the UK, we're surrounded by cold waters and not the most ideal for swimming in the ocean. But um, do you get to go to the, where, whereabouts exactly are you based, actually? Great question. So usually I'm based in New York and Brooklyn. And uh, last March, we moved out to Sag Harbor, which is out in the Hamptons on Long, Long Island. And we're still here. <laughs> but we do get to go to the beach every weekend. Um, and we went every weekend, even in wintertime, because we just were craving oh, wow. that um, the beauty, but also just getting out of the house. I'm so envious. Uh, I mean, meanwhile, here in London, I had um, a lot of construction work. And my, my, my journeys were to the, the local Starbucks. So <laughs> I'm very jealous. But um, <laughs> when I come to New York and the Hamptons, I'll definitely let you know because um, I'm dying to travel. I've been waiting now. Oh, for sure. I would love to, to have you here. And um, I, I, I can make a really nice, che- a, a really mean cheese plate. <laughs> love it. Um, so we're going to end with some fire round questions uh, that we'll, we're going to ask all our guest speakers. Um, so... I'm going to ask you, ask you five and we'll start with the first one and whatever the first thing that comes into your head is what we want to hear. So okay. what's another beauty brand that you love? Ren. Okay. What's a guilty pleasure of yours? Sleeping. What are you currently watching or reading? Oh, I'm watching the best show right now. It's called Yellowstone. It's Kevin Costner's show based in Montana and it is, so good. <laughs> okay, I'm going to add it to my watch list. Is it on Netflix? Okay, unfortunately, no. It's on Peacock, but it's streaming, okay. so you can get it. I will definitely check that out. Uh, what's your favorite social media platform right now? TikTok. I mean, who isn't, right? And uh, last, if you weren't a beauty entrepreneur, GB. I would be a social worker. Well, I would say, or an Olympian. Who knows, right? But <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, but I, I love, I, I actually, I think about going back to school for social work. That's amazing. No, that's really amazing. Well, Lainey, it's been such a pleasure to get to know you and you're, you've been so inspiring. And I think for many, many people, they can learn a lot about, you know, your journey further through your social media. So I would love for you to share where can people find you and your brand Say as well. But what's your handle? So we are at Say Beauty on Instagram and on TikTok. And my personal is just at Laney. You can't miss me. <laughs> best, best username, you're very lucky. Well, Laney, thank you so much. Uh, it's been a true pleasure and um, yeah, I wish you all the success and I'm really excited to continue our conversations. Um, I really feel like we have a lot more to talk about. So thank you. I I feel the same. Thank you so much for having me. This was such a delight and uh, I cannot wait to meet in person. Likewise. We'll, We'll arrange that hopefully very soon. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Founded Beauty as much as I had making it. And if you did, please share it with a friend who you think will love it too. Founded Beauty is available on all podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music Podcasts, the Acast app, and many more. And I'm also very proud to be part of the Acast Creator Network. 
So be sure to follow the podcast so you can get episodes as soon as they drop. We really appreciate every single follow, listen, share and review. It truly goes such a long way and helps us reach new listeners. So as a little thank you, I will be hosting a giveaway each week on my Instagram channel at meta underscore a, where you can win some amazing Fable Main goodies. All you have to do is follow me, check out my stories and all will be revealed. Stay tuned for the next episode of Founders Beauty and don't forget to subscribe and follow so you can be notified when it drops. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.